When I was growing up, uh, I think it was just a family thing for us. We didn't take our dog anywhere. We didn't uh, go shopping with the dog, for example. We didn't go get a bite to eat with the dog. The dog always just uh, stayed home. Once he was adopted, uh, he was at our house, and uh, our dog knew once he got in the car, it's because he's going to the vet. And as a result, our dog hated the car. Our current dog, Blue, though, uh, gets to go places, partially because she's a great dog, and also partially because my wife likes to take the dog places. So there's several mainstream retailers that you can bring dogs into, and they actually welcome them in, much less uh, going to like a pet store. They love when you bring dogs in, and that's pretty fun. Uh, but the big question that a lot of people do, I don't do this, I've never done it, and I don't think we really will, is taking your dog on a vacation. What would that entail? A lot of people are doing it these days, especially millennials love to take their dogs places. To talk about uh, some tips, if you want to take your dog on a trip with you, I bring on Dr. Jose Arce from the American Veterinary Medical Association. Dr. Arce, thanks for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. What are your uh, first big tips for someone who's considering taking their dog on a vacation? Well, the, the first thing you want to make sure that wherever you're going, your dog is welcome. Uh, you, there's something that I'm, right now I'm staying at the Rocky Mountain uh, National Park. We just finished the AVMA convention in Denver. I'm here by Estes Park, and I'm renting a cabin. My cabin allows dogs. But there's other cabins that I was looking around. They don't allow dogs. So make sure your pet is welcome before you, you make plans and, and take off. But one thing before even getting to the the stage of taking your dog on the trip is you got a question too. I'd imagine uh, if your dog is a dog that's capable of going on a trip. Definitely, uh, you want to make sure your dog's personality and and his uh, health condition are okay to travel. There are certain dogs that are, are not as friendly, and they get nervous around people. Uh, it, might, it might be better to leave those at a kennel or a veterinarian's office where they have also kennels. Uh, and find out with your vet. Talk to your veterinarian. You might have a dog that suffers from a heart condition, a respiratory condition, that traveling might not be the best. So make sure you have that conversation with your veterinarian. And once you have decided, then you have to figure out if everything's ready. Where am I going? Do I have the vaccines are up to date? If I'm going to an area, let's see, on the East Coast where Lyme is prevalent, well, make sure we have some of those preventives for flea and ticks. So they don't get Lyme where we're there. Where, where I live, I live in San Juan, Puerto Rico, we don't worry about Lyme disease. But if I'm traveling to the, to the East Coast and I'm taking my dogs, I make sure they're on, on flea and tick prevention. That's a good point to think of uh, more regional sicknesses as well that maybe your dog uh, is not predisposed to or that you've never had to deal with. Once you're going on a trip, how easy is it to uh, get your dog on a plane? Is that even possible anymore? It's possible, but they have limited space. Uh, for example, some airlines might only have two spaces in first class. I may only have seven in coach. So that's the one, once that fills up, there's no space for your dog. So once you know where you're going and you know that you're taking your pet, make sure you make that reservation early. And again, depending on the size of the dog and the heart and the condition, it might not be the wise, uh, wisest decision. Larger dogs will have to go with cargo. They're, they're not going to allow them to, to go with you unless you happen to have a service dog, which is different. Uh, but if you have a, a, a small dog and you were thinking, or a cat, and you're thinking about traveling on a plane, make that reservation early so you separate that space. Is it possible that it could be a pretty traumatic experience if a larger dog had to go through cargo? 
Definitely. Uh, it can be a little, you know, noisy. Depending, it all depends on the plane. Uh, the, the, the cabins where they go, I mean, are, are, are depressurized, so they're going to be safe, but they're definitely going to be with other dogs that might be barking and that makes you make your dog really nervous. They, they're going to hear some noise. Uh, that they might not be accustomed to. So it all depends. You, you know the, the personality of, of your dog and, and what it's used to. So, you know, judge from that. Uh, and one thing that I always recommend, if you, if you have never traveled with a dog or a cat, uh, don't go on a really, really far trip where you have to take a bunch of flights or, or a bunch of driving. You know, start going somewhere near your house or where you live, you know, a short distance, maybe an hour drive or two-hour drive at the most. If you're taking a long drive, make sure you stop every couple of hours at least for your dog to relieve itself and, uh, and just to walk and, and get out of the car. Speaking with Dr. Jose Arce of the American Veterinary Medical Association, talking about uh, bringing pets, not just dogs, pets on your trip as well. You were just talking about uh, how sometimes you gotta you got to keep in track of the fact that your dog's got to go to the bathroom at some point. Uh, tell me about trying to keep a routine while on vacation. Yeah, it's very important. Dogs are used to routine. So whatever you do normally during the day at your house, you know, if you walk in the morning and then you walk in maybe in the afternoon and then in the evening, do the same. Of course, you know, be, be careful with the temperatures and where you're going. You know, if you come in my way to Puerto Rico and it's, you know, 99 degrees and 90% humidity, then go early, early in the morning and, and, and the evening when the sun has gone down. If you're, uh, if you come in like, to a place like Colorado right now where it might be 90, but the, the humidity is 13 to 20%, then it's a different story. But then the altitude, you don't, don't go on long walks if your dog is not accustomed. You need to acclimate them just like it is, you, say, you need time yourself to acclimate yourself. And once we're on this trip, what are some go-to things like a, uh, like a travel kit that you should always bring with your pet? Yeah, very important, especially if you have a, a pet that suffers from a medical condition. You want a basic travel kit with food, water, a leash, a collar, some waste bags in case your dog, you know, uh, that's the case, and you need to pick it up and take it to the trash can. And if you have a dog with certain conditions, make sure you have ample medic- medication for your trip and a few more days. You know how it happens with flights, flights that cancel, and you might get stuck uh, at a place for a couple more days than expected. Uh, that's very important to have that medication. You might need a special prescription diet because your dog suffers from kidney disease, from liver disease. Make, you, make sure you have ample medication. And another thing that I think is very important, check wherever you're going and make sure you, you, you know where there's veterinarians around or where there's an emergency veterinary clinic in case you need to visit them. Well, Dr. Jose Arce, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. It's nice to think about bringing a pet on a trip. I don't know if I would do it, especially if I was flying, but lots of people do it these days. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.